0: If you go on Twitter today, you will see a lot of people yelling about different things and most of them are solutions to problems that do not exist. A lot of the development that I've seen come out of African nations are solutions to problems I didn't know existed. And that's the key difference. I challenge everyone listening like just in in every aspect, but Bitcoin too, like change your viewpoint. Get out of your bubble, try to experience what other people are experiencing and see why they do what they do.
1: Greetings and salutations, my fellow plebs. My name is Walker and this is the Bitcoin Podcast. The Bitcoin block height is 832015 and the value of one Bitcoin is still one Bitcoin. Today's episode is Bitcoin Talk, where I talk with my guest about Bitcoin and whatever else comes up. Today, that guest is Tatum Turnup. Tatum is a Bitcoin entertainer hosting the hilarious show Between Two Asics, but he's also a Bitcoin miner and educator, so our conversation ranges all over the place. We had a lot of fun with it, and I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. You can find all of Tatum's links in the show notes. I highly recommend you give him a follow on Noster, Twitter, and YouTube. A quick public service announcement before we get going, because the Bitcoin halving is less than 8,000 blocks away. So now is a great time to get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your own self-custody. Head to bitbox.swiss slash walker and use promo code walker for 5% off the Bitcoin only Bitbox O2 hardware wallet. This wallet is easy as hell to use. It is fully open source, Bitcoin only, and if you don't trust me about the open source, go to their GitHub and verify it for yourself. When you go to bitbox.swiss slash walker and use the promo code walker, not only do you get 5% off, but you also help support another fucking Bitcoin podcast. This one. So thank you. As always, you can watch the video version of this show on Rumble, YouTube, or X by searching at Walker America or listen on Fountain.fm or wherever you get your podcast by searching for The Bitcoin Podcast. And if you listen to this show on Fountain, which I recommend, consider giving the show a boost or creating a clip of something you found valuable. Finally, if you are a Bitcoin-only company interested in sponsoring another fucking Bitcoin podcast, hit me up on social media or through the website Bitcoinpodcast.net. Without further ado, let's get into this Bitcoin talk with Tatum Turnip. It's real now. We're doing it live. Hey. I do it
0: live. What's up?
1: I'm going to drink on your behalf, just so you know.
0: I appreciate that, man.
1: It's, uh... once, I,
0: once I get off work, I'm, I'm going to delete several beers.
1: I like that deleting beers. Yeah, I I usually just drink them, but I guess it kind of deleting them from existence is also a fair characterization.
0: Yeah, it's uh, maybe yeah, it's been a week, but it's Friday. I'm living life. I'm living large, large in charge. You know,
1: imagine being like a part of like any aristocracy back in the day, where like, like when like at what point was the term weekend invented? You know, because like if you didn't actually work, if you were a member of the landed gentry or whatever they call them over in the UK, like that's just, I mean, it's just, it's, you're just living all the time. It's rolling. L-I-V-I-A. Yeah. 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 Must've been nice. I've always,
0: know. I've always had issues with the calendar. I think it's stupid and time in general. I'm a UTC maxi. I well, hate like, time zones.
1: Like the fact that if we just went on a lunar calendar, we wouldn't have to have fucking February with its stupid twenty-eight
0: or twenty-nine days. Like, I, I, I understand that sentiment and agree. However, I do celebrate Leap Day every four years because it's one of those things you know it only comes around every four. Years. Same thing with the Olympics, you know. It's um, it's. But I, honestly, I do it there should
1: be more fanfare with Leap Day. Like it should be the same as the Olympics, basically.
0: Yeah, I mean, like. Why are we not having Leap Day parades? I know what I'm going to do next four years. In four years, because don't have time to plan now. But I promise you, dude, I want to make a, I want to have a conference. Like, I want to make my own Bitcoin conference. And I want to make sure that it lines up on Leap Year, on Leap Day. Uh, and then it's only going to be in every four-year conference, too. Um, So let's see, 24, 28.
1: Wait a minute. So leap years also coincide with having, because we have a leap year this year, right? Like this, we have 29 days.
0: Whoa.
1: Did we just discover, is this another, is this a purposeful Satoshi uh, thing? Or are we just ascribing (laughs) some meaning to it that does not exist?
0: Oh man, dude, I've been having some fun with the Satoshi emails. I've been uh, in the lab um, uh, playing with HTML on Bitcoin Talk um dot org and like I, I i think you saw the picture where i said that he's online i've had so many people are like is this real like you idiot you could go t- i'm like, don't just verify f- for Lark. like
1: us, for a solid like uh three milliseconds i was like what and then i was like oh wait no obviously obviously not uh also you look at yeah. who's posting it too it, like, well, I mean, exactly like dude that's the same with this uh this whole dick cuckerson thing uh which like if you followed carl and i for a while like you would recognize him as a recurring character who works at douchebank but it is it's honestly a little bit worrisome how many bitcoiners like really thought it was dead serious? Like, you guys I,
0: i'm not even trying dude. to make the
1: profile picture that different like it's it's I've me seen, that's the like, thing
0: i was like i i've seen i saw bitcoiners under some of your posts i'm like they're, like, fighting and arguing you with you, and I'm like, can you not see that that's Walker? Like, that, that literally is just him earlier on with longer hair. Like, Dude, the fucking funniest okay? part?
1: People would be like, God, that guy's just got a fucking punchable face. Like, wouldn't let him around my kids. Like, all this stuff. Like, looks like a fucking pedo or pedo or whatever. If you're from the UK, you say it weird. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's just that, okay, that's Okay, well, my...
0: now you're not attacking Dick <laughs> Cuckerson. You're attacking Walker.
1: That's just my face, so that's a <laughs> little bit, a little bit hurtful. Like, but
0: right.
1: I, honestly, like we need—I—I I was inspired by uh, one of my all-time uh, favorite journalists, uh, Bob Malakas, uh, because he's doing great, real, great journalists. Real, real great journalism. Um, he's journalism with the best of them. And so I figured, well, you know what? Why not create a character? And of course, Carla's first reaction was like, "Do you really need another Twitter account?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Uh so that I have I have too many now though. That's the problem. Yeah, I was about to say
0: quick question. You hold down the the home Ooh. tab on Twitter. How many pop up? How many how many counts pop up? Fuck man, a lot. Uh,
1: there there's a lot. Do you have to
0: scroll? Do you have to scroll?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Walker. <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, like there's there's Walker America. There uh, we still have uh the BTC couple, Carl and I from when we were like trying to run more uh less sarcastic and you know humorous side of things but like that just Mm -hmm. was too much work right and then there's well now there's dick cuckerson there's the nostrich he's
0: up there oh i Uh, forgot about Nostrich. yeah uh ny
1: NY time's up
0: uh stop the presses that was one of the best campaigns ever like the the rollout was perfect it had insane traction it like props. To, I don't think I've ever given you proper props. Like that was awesome. And I was like, I know that guy. So like, yeah, I mean, you were, you had normies, dude. You had people who never didn't know all the everything going on. And I was like, it's happening. Well, I, there, there was a
1: period of time where I was like, I got to take this movement to Washington. Like I've got to, I've got to get up there in the Capitol and speak to this. Give me a
0: picket sign.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was honestly, that was another one where it was, it was pretty amazing. Like I mean, good satire should be basically indistinguishable from just absurd reality. And that's the thing, like now it is genuinely so hard to tell. But I feel like that stopped the presses thing was something where people were like, oh yeah, wait, it is kind of fucked that we just kill all these trees to print newspapers that, you know, nobody really reads anyway. Like why are we doing that?
0: Your delivery was always so good because it was like, it, it, it was snarky, basically. It wasn't like a, let me refute your point. It was like a, oh, yeah, good point. This is the standard. Like, it, it was basically like a punch in the nuts. Like, oh, damn, he did get us. Like
1: <laughs> you, you know, for about uh, probably 30 to 40% of those tweets, I would just co- exactly uh, copy pasta a change the code tweet and just swap stuff out. Because I was like, you know, just to, again, illustrate that these are really loose arguments that can be interchangeable like with any industry. So that honestly, that made the content creation a little bit easier, but that's the problem Tatum is just time is scarce. And you know, it turns out I, it is tough being a, a one man, uh, bot farm, you know, not really bots. I guess they're. (laughs) Oh, let me log
0: into this account. Like repos. let me log in this account. Like so I, I, um, I love Bitcoin bugle. Like I actually did not job. know, I did not know of uh, also uh, the creator of uh, Bitcoin Bugle is also named Dick, Dick Greaser. Um, but uh, great name. I did not know they existed until someone sent me an article about Orange Pill app as a dating app or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why are you sending me this? And I was looking through it and saw <laughs> it said, Host of Between Two Asics Channing Tatum says, "I'm on the app. I'm forklift certified, but still single. I don't get it." And I was like, "That's me." <laughs> and I met him in Vegas, and uh, I was like, "So you're the one that wrote Channing Tatum forklift certified?" He's like, "Yep, that was me." I was like, "My dog,
1: <laughs> dude. It's fantastic." I honestly think like that. First of all, like I enjoy satire very much. I think if you don't enjoy if you don't enjoy satire either you don't (laughs) get it uh which is fine you know uh, it's sometimes goes above people's heads or you just hate fun and like everything is so fucking serious these days yeah even when i mean even when i post like tweets that are mostly serious i honestly just like to like everything i try to do is a little bit tinted with satire like I am not actually a person who likes to say, you know, breaking news, but it's like, God damn it. Everybody loves to put breaking in front of everything, even as they're tweeting something from like two years ago. And it's like, this isn't breaking at all. So let's just fucking put breaking in front of yeah, all
0: of it. Breaking has ter- changed meetings from uh, this happened just now to, I want you to engage with this post. And yeah. like, I capitalize on that all the time and say like, I'll put, all caps breaking and then put the most random, not even like news or anything like that, like breaking, I have to take a shit or something like that. And it's yeah. just fun. Like breaking I always my throw some stupidity. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, <laughs> about to get a little dark, but, uh, like, uh, a couple days ago on Noster, uh, someone posted about like men sometimes just need a bro to talk to and stuff. And it, it was starting to just talk about like men's mental health and um i responded to Huddle on something and i was like "Huddle uh, put it really well he he just said like all these things that are fucking hard and i was like men's mental health uh matters i'm a two-time uh suicide survivor and i was like dude this is really dark i gotta lighten it up and so i said in parentheses i know right how did I fail twice? I'm really bad. Oh my God. And, I was, and uh, Derek was like, I don't know how to react to this, but I'm glad you're here. And I was like, thanks, Derek."
1: man. Uh, I First of all, I, I have not seen that note of yours. So I'll have to go in uh, and check that out so that I can also feel uncomfortable about how to react. But, <laughs> uh, but that, as long that, as I that, get that, the point across. Yeah, there we go. No, I also, that's something that's kind of wonderful about Noster, right? Is that you feel, uh, it is like, uh, all jokes aside, it is genuinely a space where you can feel more comfortable just like letting out an inner monologue, uh, which is kind of nice. Like, I don't know how long it's going to stay that way. That's one thing that I'm like, Hmm.
0: I've, I've given that thought, like I've, uh, I've thought about it. There's a, I even made a post about it at some point. I really hope that it's backed up on a relay or something. I really hope all my stuff is backed up because my relay that I, my personal backup relay kind of shit the bed a little bit, but um, it, it said something like this profile is finite. Like it, there is going to be an end to it. I don't know what is going to be that trigger, but there might be a day where, you know, you're going to see deleted account or something like that. and It's going to have everything wiped except for the notes because um, <clears throat> like what it is right now <clears throat> That MPUB is literally, it's my echo chamber, it's my just like diary, it's, it's, if I have a thought, it goes Noster, sure. um, but that, that is going to change at some point, I just don't know what the catalyst is going to be. Uh,
1: I know, it's, uh, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, I guess, because like right now, that is the wonderful thing about Noster, is like. I, I it's like this is yeah and like and people genuinely don't feel like they there's no incentive to act a certain way or to engage in a certain way or to farm engagement in a certain way i mean there will be if there you know there are opt-in algorithms that people can choose to to check out but for the most part it's like you are just incentivized to be you which is a beautiful fucking thing as opposed to Twitter where you're just incentivized <clears throat> to troll and engagement bait, um, because that's what, that's what gets out there.
0: But also one of my favorite things about it is that like when I'm, <clears throat> when I'm posting on Twitter versus posting on Noster on Noster, my thumbs are flying on Twitter. I'm reading and rereading to see if there's any of those trigger words that might shadow ban me or something like that. Even like Bitcoin. Sometimes I'll tweet about Bitcoin and then, not receive a single like on a post for like three days. I'm convinced that it's like a shadow ban thing because it's not like I'm, oh, I deserve so many likes, but it's different. What caused that differentiation? It's like, I I don't know what I can and can't talk about because I'm going to go in the shadows and like, I would like to keep my account so I can continue to grow between two ASICs and my brand and everything. But also I'm walking on eggshells as I am posting on Twitter. So,
1: it is well, one free speech yeah what was his whole thing uh freedom of speech free not freedom of reach or freedom of speech not freedom of reach like they they reserve the right to restrict reach and well it's also it like again i still use twitter uh all the time cuz i still right. enjoy it and i like i get a lot of you know news from there and everything else like it's a good aggregator uh, it's great for search uh noster has been improving a lot search wise just at least for primal and and uh, damus both have But like there is just, uh, I I don't know. It ruins a little bit of the experience to know that there, you have absolutely no control. Like on Twitter, your tweets are not your, your tweets. Like they could be wiped at any moment. Your account is not your account. It's somewhat pay to play because first of all, if you're not, you know, if you haven't paid the $8 a month, you're not going to get, uh, you know, you're not going to get boosted, and if you haven't paid eleven dollars, you won't get double boosted, and if you haven't paid whatever twenty two dollars, you won't get triple boosted. And then if you're a if you're a verified organization, now you get like guaranteed two x the reach. And so if you're a member of a verified organization, you also get more reach. So it's that
0: it's, makes it's, so much sense.
1: Yeah. So anybody that works for like anybody that's a Bitcoin or working for a Bitcoin company where they have a verified corporate account and you know the people with their little badge next to their mm-hmm. uh next to their checkmark they are getting increased reach uh because you're paying it's like pretty expensive i mean not for a company but like i think it's like
0: 1500 i've $1, seen $1, some, some of the pricing for some of that stuff It's ridiculous cuz like i see i follow a few meme accounts and like they've started to seem really like it, it, when i followed them i followed them cuz like i like the content now it seems like regurgitation of old content or, uh, like, those, like, random OnlyFans shills out of nowhere. And now that they got in trouble, and so now they have ad on the, it's like, oh, yeah, no, everyone knew, it's like, have you seen this girl's video? I'm like, I followed for cat videos, what the hell is going on? And now I've started to see that they all have, like, company badges, and I'm like, what? So, so now I'm imagining that they're probably paying some corporate organization to be associated with them. Usually it's like there's some PC company that, that has like Shitpost Gateway and a bunch of other meme accounts. It's like they're just paying them, I guess, to get that badge, to get boosted. So they can also make ad revenue of OnlyFans girls that say, hey, makes it, here's a tweet. Can you put it out? And I'm like, this is not like y'all are ruining this. Stop. It's, it-
1: it's a weird incentive structure. And that's why it is kind of nice to at least that there are still bubbles with like, in some ways echo chambers are kind of a good thing. Cause you can, you can find signal within that echo chamber, you know, like Bitcoin Twitter is, is still pretty wonderful. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, the key is just make sure you're still following enough people that are outside of that echo chamber. Like if you know, follow the Paul Krugman's of the world and some other, uh, highly regarded economists <laughs> and make sure you branch out from there. And, and, you know, it's Twitter still has its place. And also, like, I know a lot of people have gone Noster only and like mad respect for that. I, I think there's still something to be said for trying to bring awareness to Noster through the centralized platforms that you are also still using if you have the reach on there. Like, it's amazing that Jack and Snowden both have Noster in their Twitter bios. Like, they, it's mm-hmm. it's right up there. There's not, uh, Snowden has literally instructions like download Uh, you know, or, you know, use Primal on web, use Domus for iOS, use, you know, like that's awesome. That's like a combined, you know, 11 million followers or something. And that's a pretty cool thing to see. But yeah, I'm, we're still very much in the early, early adoption phase of Noster, but that's also what makes it
0: so fucking fun. Right. Is
1: it like, it's just pretty raw and that's nice.
0: Some of my best friends i met on Noster and never Seen them anywhere outside of this protocol and or in in person even like it's it's a weird we're in weird times and I like staying weird okay look I'm not everyone's like oh this is so 1984 about like you know everything else going on in the world like y'all have that I'm in 2077 over here like just having my own fun 2024 has been canceled we're all in different years and y'all have fun doing whatever I'm gonna go do my own thing
1: it's it's fucking cool uh like the amount of like you see so much doom and gloom uh throughout you know in the legacy news obviously you see so much doom and gloom on just twitter general i don't go on facebook anymore i'm not in years i i don't know what it's like over there i assume just
0: a lot of every time so i i deleted i deleted facebook off my phone but like i still use it like maybe once a month, once every two months, just to kind of catch up on some of my friends. Every single time I get on the first post that I see is someone dying or not, not like a video of someone dying. That's for the, for you feed of, uh, sure. of of Twitter, you know, Yeah. but like some, one of, one of someone that I know died, it's like they push death announcements to the very top, which I'm not like conspiracy conspiring that that's like what they actually do. But it's weird that like every time I've gotten on, it's like, it's almost like I'm logging on to see who died.
1: Damn. It's like, oh, just deaths and birthdays, I guess. That's what Facebook's yep. good for these days. But no, like, you, so again, like so much uh, darkness and uh, from like, it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. Like everybody has something that is world ending, you know, and it's always the, especially like this election year is going to be so fucking annoying. It already is. You know, it's because it's the most important election of our lifetimes. Again, always. Oh wait, and the last one was the most annoying one. Yeah, and the one before, and and everyone, and all
0: the ones in between. To the like, yeah, yeah, they're all pretty important, I guess. Yeah,
1: but it's then it's like, like if that was all you were taking in information from, I can see why you would be pretty fucking pessimistic and nihilistic and Mm -hmm. have a pretty dark view of the world. But it's (laughs) like, I find myself growing ever more positive because my uh, my own little echo chamber between uh, Noster and also just Bitcoin Twitter and the bitcoiners and nostriches I've met through that like is so fucking positive, not to say that bad shit doesn't happen like and people are real about it when it does. But you see people that are actually building shit that is so outside of the current scope of most people's knowledge that you're like, oh well, this is great these are like some of the smartest people I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And they're all building this freedom tech. Like that's fucking awesome. Like that, that, that gives me so much hope and it's like, all right, you know what? Things are going to be okay. I, I look forward to raising a son in the world that is being built right now. Uh, or at least in uh, a parallel system, uh, that emerges and is emerging in the world to come. Cause you know, the, the old dog's not going to go down so easy. I don't think.
0: I, it's, it, I finally, especially with Nostra, like I feel like I'm finally early to something. I'm part of like a little cool kids club right now, because, dude, the people who are building on Nostrum are cool. I remember in Costa like, <clears throat> I don't know if it was a if it was a panel or if it was just discussion. I was just like watching happen like on the sidelines, but Pablo was like talking. Someone asked him a question. And he was answering it, and he was looking, like, really, uh, really serious. And his speech kind of started getting a little quieter and a little slower. And he kind of looked off. And they just grabs his laptop and starts building whatever they just suggested. I'm like, that's insane. That is so freaking cool. It is, I was it like, is, is he having a stroke? No. Oh, he's he's coding in his head. Gotcha. Sorry. I'll, I'll let you. Let him cook, man. Let him cook. Dude, Pablo is... Incredible, like that, He's dude, awesome. uh,
1: and is really good not only at the actual building, but at communicating his vision for what he is building and the reasons why he is building it, because that's a a very important art that is often difficult for people that are also like
0: savants at coding, like. And he also, I would say, created the most prolific and will be remembered forever quote about Noster, which is I'm so fucking bullshit. Yeah. I love that. And that, that's why I, I like, you can say like, Oh, why, why can't we delete it? Why can't we delete our post? Why can't we enter our post? Because you don't have stuff like that happening. If you can, like that's hilarious. And, 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 and I the think it was, I mm-hmm. yeah did it was, I it Amazing. I think I think Derek has it. In, maybe Derek has a couple of people have it, I think. And I'll just post pictures coffee chain and then it's a picture of Pablo black and white, like he died or something. And it's just a quote says, I'm so fucking bullshit and like cursive. God.
1: I, I am so fucking bullshit on Pablo uh, that like he will just continue building at a breakneck pace. And it's beautiful.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: I, I love it. You know, and it's it was cool at at Nostrica because you're right. Uh, like, you know, neither of us were particularly early to Bitcoin. Like, we're all early, right? Uh, still, right, right, now, right. We're all yeah, wink, wink. We're all still early, but like, not like we're early in the grand scheme of things. But relative to this time we're in now, we are right. like, I I didn't start stacking Bitcoin until 2020. Like, I I've same. not been around before. We're about the same class. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Class of 2020. I like it. But you know, like you you see people like uh uh like serious um uh marty they just he just posted all those email dumps from mm-hmm. between himself and satoshi like and that is just like it's so cool to see that and i remember seeing him speaking at nostra about and telling the story of how you know he uh paid for an apartment with you know with bitcoin and like the value of that bitcoin now is just like fucking insane and like you hear these stories about those early days, and then you realize in the context of Noster, it's like, oh, wow, those, these are the early days for Noster. That's a pretty beautiful thing to be here. And like you're walking around and like, yeah, you're going to go and soak your feet in the river with Jack Dorsey. Like, what? Like, what's happening? That I yeah. loved you. I loved your Between Two A6 with Jack also. That, that turned oh out my really well. I bet, I, I bet a like, can, you, can you talk about that? Was that just a blast to shoot that?
0: Yes, it so there've been two guests that I've had that I I would say are tied for the top guest who understood the assignment and that's Peter and Jack. It, they were so good that in both of the of Peter's first episode and Jack's episode, I legitimately thought that I was pissing them off and wasting their time. Like Peter walked off and I like I was like, "Well, I'm already here. Let me do this outro." And I looked over and he was like on the phone. I was like, Hey, I'm really sorry. Like, uh, if we, if that was too much, he's like, Oh, mate, that was, that, that was bloody hilarious. I was like, Oh, thank God. Same thing with Jack. Like, he, I'm like, this guy is probably the highest net worth invi- individual I'll probably ever talk to and sit, you know, one on one with. And he took time out to sit in the Costa Rican jungle and have me just basically kind of annoy the shit out of him. And he looks really mad. And I was like, All right, I think we're good. He just starts laughing. I was like, "Oh, thank goodness! That's that's awesome." I, I love um, the part. No, it where was he, so fun.
1: Wait, where he was like, uh, "Sir, are you going to turn the Asics on?" Like, I, you know, I, they're not on right now. Like, I I can't hear them. It's like just so deadpan, so perfect. It was, it was very well done. And you know, that's yeah, actually he was great. It, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It, he
0: I, he was great. Like he he was. It, it, it was like it was, you would think Jack Dorsey would do an interview with someone like me. Like it, it, it was perfect. He wasn't trying to put on, he wasn't trying to be too serious or anything like that. Like he was, he was genuinely just like, he was like, this is my time to shine. And
1: shine. He did shine. He, he did.
0: Shone. he shone. man. But well, you know,
1: I, I would actually love to, uh, cause otherwise you and I are just gonna, well, and we're going to continue riffing for this. This is a, this is a Friday riff. Uh, but I also want to give you a formal chance or as formal as I get on the show to introduce yourself. Uh, let, and I like to ask a simple question. Um, and so I'll, I'll ask it to you. Uh, so, uh, you are Tatum turnip, um, and it is Close, Turnip, yeah. Right. Yeah. All sure. Right. Uh, Tatum turn Okay. Uh, but I think turnip might be a cool rebrand, but that's beside the point. Uh, who are you, man? And how did you get here today to be doing what you're doing?
0: I don't know who I am. Um, Thanks (laughs) for sending me to an existential crisis. No, I'm Tim Turnup. I'm a former TradFi worker, I guess, I don't know, Uh, that nosedived into Bitcoin and... Uh, never turned back, and uh, I got a degree in banking and finance. Now working in industry, uh, actively trying to destroy the industry I got my degree in. Um, Bitcoin mining enthusiast, and overall, ship poster, comedian. If that's a that's a very generous term, but um, I've been called that. Been called a smart comedian. Been called a, a diet anarchist. I, Quick story on the diet anarchist. Someone someone I can't remember who it was. They're like, you know, you kinda I would call you a diet anarchist. I was like, What? What do you what do you mean by that? And they said, You talk about hating the government all the time, but you also kind of suck their dick. And I just I I just deadpan, I was like, kind of a point. I don't know if I'm honored or offended. But you have a point. And it, it kinda it kinda was well, true, but you know, I, I I'm a good boy, I pay my taxes, but, but
1: that's if who If the I am. if the IRS is listening like wink wink, yeah, not paying. Yeah, I pay my I pay my taxes too like a statist fucking cuck. Because yep. I know that if I don't, the IRS will literally come and knock on your door and fuck your that's... shit up.
0: On an unrelated note, everyone should have kill switches and have a circular economy ready if they need it. If, um, you know, some, I'm just saying that sometimes accidents happen. it's just a public service announcement. Maybe you tragically fall to your death or get in a car crash where the car never found or anything like that. Um, but, you know, just be prepared, you know, uh, take with that take that with what you, how you want. And, you know, anyway, Walker, next topic.
1: <laughs> well, that was, a, that was an excellent answer. And, uh, you know, I was, I was stoked to talk to you. I'm glad we got a chance to do this. Uh, because you, uh, I feel that in some ways, Tatum, uh, you and myself, uh, we follow similar paths, uh, in, in this wild Bitcoin space. And, you know, uh, so Carl and I, as you well know, started out just making absurd videos and we still do occasionally. We just have a little bit less time now because there's a, there's an awesome baby that's with us. Yeah. He, he's cool. By too. the way,
0: uh, holy crap. That picture of him laughing. I, I like, I'm this. I'm a big, you know, masculine dude, you know, like, I'm, I'm I can t- tell by the mustache, I saw the- you know? Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then I saw that, that picture. I was like, oh, my God, I want a baby. I'm like, oh, my God, I just turned into a girl for a second. But, like, that was the cutest picture I've ever seen of a small human. It was awesome. Man, the,
1: the the desire to raise a human is, I think, neither – like, it is both feminine and masculine. If you are a man and you want to have a kid, that doesn't make you feminine, you know? Right. Uh, like, it, it's – in fact, I I, I have done – in my relatively short life, I've done quite a lot. Uh, there is nothing that compares to the couple months I have spent with my incredible wife, trying our best to raise this little dude and the many years that we will have in the future of us doing this like it is it is fucking cool. and it's... I've heard that
0: it's something that you can't describe, you can't feel other than just actually feeling it like i I am like super excited not necessarily ready by any means, but I'm super excited to be a dad and like actually because I mean, I've seen several, you know, the whole anecdote of, you know, fathers being really protective of their daughters or or sons. And, and and, like, I, there's a, there's a compilation on YouTube, several compilations of dads being awesome. It's like, a a baby about to fall off a swing or something the dad just instinctively like one hand catches odell beckham jr and i'm like i want to i want to have those wait i think i've seen one of those yeah 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 i I love watching them because it's like one day i i want to be in a dad's being awesome compilation
1: that that's uh it's a good life goal but you know because it's it's funny like with all of just the again there's so much like nihilism and antinatalism that you see with especially like the insanity of people being like uh oh what do they call them? the the dinks uh the dual income no dual kids, income no you, kids. You, see, you know those videos were going yeah And like that's fine i believe in personal choice and freedom do whatever the fuck you want but like the people who are legitimately like in a non-satirical way saying i'm not going to have kids and that's me doing my part for the environment or something like I am so sorry you are suffering from severe mental illness. Like that is really sad, but also like, that's a. Bu- it's not... <laughs> a beautiful ahead, way that, ev- that yeah, I was going to say it's a beautiful way that evolution and natural selection is making sure your genes don't get passed on. So don't worry, you are so, pulling yourself you. out of the gene pool voluntarily. The rest of the world will be better for it. Please
0: don't yeah, have it's kids, like, just like you want. Like you said, like you can have your choices and stuff. Like that statement. I'm not going to have kids. Okay, that's fine. No no harm there, whatever. And this is how I'm helping the population crisis. Okay, that's where you lost me right there. You know, okay, yeah. like,
1: you're dumb. But... It, it's, it's insanity that people have been like brainwashed into thinking that it's somehow altruistic or like that they're, they're do, you know, I'm doing my part. Like, it's like, you're not doing, you're not playing the part that you think you're playing, but that's cute. And, you know, do
0: whatever the fuck you want. I really don't care. So yeah, do it in uh, quiet. Stop making TikToks. Like, just, like, if you don't want to have kids, like that's totally fine. But don't make it your personality and try to go viral. Like that's cringe. That's really weird. It's
1: like it's like actually cringe. Like not the kind of cringe that like you and I and Carla do. Uh, it's like like genuinely just cringe. And, and oh. just it's a terrible acronym too. Like you're calling yourself a dink. Like yeah. okay, again, fine.
0: But man. Rough hey, look. quick side story. Um, so love side I, stories. I found I found this uh this little like thrift shop uh a couple blocks away, and I was just looking around. They have these socks that have um they're just like those old school like gym socks with the stripes at the top, and they have like words on them, just silly stuff. Like I got a pair that says "Daddy," love those. Um, Great, and then I also got another pair that said "Day Drinker." Because I like day drinking. It wasn't until uh, like two, three months later that I figured out there was no R in it. It says day dinker. Um, oh. And
1: huh. so
0: I don't know what a dinker is. Someone said it was a pickleball thing. I'm too scared to look it up because it sounds like I don't want to look it up. But uh, yeah, just maybe I'm dyslexic. I have sex daily. I mean, dyslexia. Ah, sorry. See, I oh, there we go. It's happening again. <laughs> So maybe
1: the, were the socks on sale? Uh, because maybe that's the the typo was had something to do with the the reduced price. Who can say?
0: Unfortunately, yeah. no. I, I paid like
1: <laughs> fifteen dollars for price. a pair of socks. Shit,
0: shit man! <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I day drink. I love day drinking. I wear these when I day drink. And like,
1: no. Day dinking. I'm dink.
0: just gonna be dinking. I'm just gonna be. Dinking. Oh,
1: that's unfortunate. But yeah, long story short, I highly, uh, I highly recommend having kids when you are ready for it. I am very early oh. Oh. in this journey. Yeah. <laughs> right now, <laughs> if you want no, but it's, uh, uh, I have never been lacking in purpose in my life. That's not been an issue for me. Um, I, I felt pretty good about where my life is heading, but I've got to say having a kid gives purpose a, an entirely new depth. That is really cool because it's like wait, I have a question. Like, that's what you're do building you? for you know like like what if like if not what what it, you're building so you can what retire on some island by yourself in right. however many years like okay cool if again if that's what you want to do freedom of fucking choice do whatever you want but it's cool to know that you can build something that you can then use to make your offspring's life better and more meaningful and i think like the ultimate goal of like any dad should be, and I don't have a daughter yet, so I can only speak for a son, but it's like, I just want to raise a son who's a better man than I am. Like, let's, mm-hmm. I want this to be an additive process. Like, I'm not fucking perfect, that's for sure. And so, I'm just going to try to do my best, and luckily I've got a fucking badass wife that that helps a lot.
0: is um, you know, pretty damn cool.
1: She, she's pretty fucking cool, yeah. I, I, lo- I still, you know, still not sure how I lucked out there. It's like, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> lucky man i mean
0: if i were to see y'all like randomly not knowing y'all like y'all are too like objectively attractive looking people i feel like y'all make a really cute couple then just turn into a girl again dude what, what's there, with me what's in the water today i, I, I have know. baby you... fever and i'm saying people are cute couples what the hell
1: you having like some sort of almond soy milk over there or something <laughs> like that
0: <laughs> i i did start my vegan diet last night i'm just kidding oh. Sorry, i I ate with a a vegan last night. He's really cool. He's he's super cool. He's a bitcoiner, bitcoin miner. I had a question for you. Do you feel like, and you can elaborate this on the stages of like you and Carla finding out y'all are pregnant, and then Apollo being born. um, Even when y'all are trying, did it feel like your purpose that you had felt up until that point? Was amplified or changed when Apollo was in in the equation, or or like there i just thought of Apollo, or do you feel like you have a new purpose now, or is it some kind of like Venn diagram combination of both? Like, what is that? Yes, is that?
1: yes, yes to the both because it's like, uh, I don't. I guess I would say that it gave me a different layer and level of purpose. And it gave me a greater uh, urgency is the wrong word, like hmm.
0: severity, kind of?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe Uh, it, it made me realize that, like, I've, I've tried to, and Bitcoin has been very helpful with this, but have a very low time preference. And think about the future without, you know, there's no reason to make yourself miserable in the present, right? Like the present's all that exists, life is meant for living. That being said, uh, if you only live for the moment, then that tends to not always turn out so well. Um, but like mentally you should appreciate the present because the, you know, the past and the future don't really exist. Like all we have is the moving present. Uh, but this just made me realize like, Oh shit. Like, I, it made me want to work harder. It made me want to, uh, and to make sure that I'm the kind of man that my son can look up to, and like to be also a better husband. Because it's like that's you know part of raising kids is also like how well are you uh, supporting your partner in all of this, right? And like I'm lucky that mine's a you know again she's a badass lady um I'm, I'm fortunate there but yeah it's a it's a i'm excited for the next uh however many years of raising kids like we are just we're just dipping our toes in you know but it's cool what i love to see also is that like are bitcoin we about to ba- get another
0: pregnancy announcement is that no, is that what you're saying
1: no, uh no we're, we're gonna take 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 a nice little pause here uh <laughs> but you know it's amazing to see like bitcoin baby number go up
0: Oh like my God, is, dude! Is, Nico it is clear. Had, had his kids yeah. today
1: too. Yeah, congratulations, Nico and Sylvie. That's fucking awesome. Like it, and there, you've noticed like it's been there's been a lot of Bitcoiners that are like, "Yep, a ton." <laughs> either, either first kid or second or like third or you know just babies coming. Like, well, I think it was building in the bear market for the bull market. Mm-hmm. Like now, you know, babies are, are made in the bear market; they're born in the bull market. I think that's a.
0: There we go. There that's we go. we can put that on a plaque.
1: Coin that. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. But no, it's a, it's a, it's a cool trip so far. And again, like back to the hope for the future thing. I do not want to be, uh, nihilistic about what the future has in store, because that means that I am resigning myself to leave my child, mine and Carlos child, a shittier future than we have right now. Like, fuck no. All that for
0: what? Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like, no, th- like, I want to like, fuck you, totalitarian, neo-communist, Marxist fucks, we are not going to bend the knee to you. Like, there is a better world that will come out of everything that is being built right now. And I'm fucking bullish on that,
0: you know? It's so crazy, because like, uh, obviously, people have been born after 2009, but, like, you now have really? a personal connection. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Oh, my God. Do you have any data on that? I or... know you might have thought there was a little gap there, but I met someone yeah. uh, at the kid center. I don't know. Oh, uh, that sounded weird. You um, like, did. Yeah. Now you have a, you have <laughs> at the <playground>. a personal. <laughs> no, I'm not allowed near those. Um, I got to stop, dude. Mm. Uh, anyway, now you have, like, a personal connection with someone who, like, not even like personal, like you created this person who was born after well, after uh Bitcoin. And it's like, how does that, how does that make you feel? Cause I, I know I quoted the the picture and said like, that's a smile of a kid who knows inherently that his parents have been stacking like MFers for him. It's like, and I, I hate always tying stuff to Bitcoin, but no, it's, um, right. like what, it, how does that feel? Like it, it was born at 50, 50 or 40 ish thousand dollars, which is crazy. I, I,
1: uh, I mean, it's interesting. You're using the fiat price to designate his birth. I would have gone, you know, <laughs> time chain length or height, well, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Uh, it's just it's like okay. thinking
0: about the price at, at like, cause I mean, the, the people who were born, you know, after 2009, like it, the price was lower and it keeps getting higher and higher and higher. I feel like babies are going to be born into very high barriers of entry into, you know, getting those, those, those coins, snatching them up. It's
1: a crazy thing to think about, like, what is the world going to look like when he, like, so like 18 years from now, like he's becoming a a legal adult. What is the world going to look like then? How will Bitcoin or maybe how not will Bitcoin have changed that world? Uh, Like 18 years is like that's a, that's a big chunk of time, right? That's, that's, you know, four and a half having cycles. Like that's wow. A lot can happen there, you know? And, and I think a difficult thing, this is something that I've, I actually, before he was born, I was asking uh, Preston Pish about this, uh, or Preston Piss, as you said in, uh, yes, of course. Uh, wonderful human guy. I really respect a lot as both, the. uh, bitcoiner a veteran a family man like he's just a fucking he's a good guy one of those people you meet through bitcoin and you're like man you know you're in the right spot when you're meeting people like that but i asked him like how do you balance like obviously all of us right now are early to bitcoin still in the grand scheme of things some more so than others but like 10 20 years from now like anyone that was in now is gonna have it's like it's real early like if you were in 2020 like fuck 18 you know years from then like damn that's a different it's a different ball game how do you balance trying to give your kids the best life that you can give them while also ensuring that you raise kids to have grit and drive and the will to build and create on their own because i'm sure we all know plenty of people either growing up or that you went to school with or from fiat jobs where it's like they came from really well-off parents and it did not uh did not do them any favors like it made things right. easier for them but that was part of the problem is that it made things too easy and you know Preston was basically like yeah you know I'm just not going to give my kids anything for you know a long time like work to like you got to you got to learn to work learn to create learn to build and i think that's that's going to be a difficult balancing act for i mean for myself and Carla, but also for a lot of Bitcoiners, like, you know, maybe you just, you know, don't, uh, well, you know, you don't ever tell anyone how much Bitcoin you have, but maybe, you know, don't even tell your kids how much Bitcoin you have, uh, right. because you, know, you want to instill in them the same drive that allowed you to get to where you are. So I think that that's like, I definitely don't have all the answers there. Like I, luckily I still got some time. He's not even talking yet, you know? So, uh, luckily still it's, got some time. It's like be, two I months know. old. I know. That's crazy, I know. dude. I'm I'm honestly I I'm got to get in as many uh, of those tweets like oh my you know my child just looked at me today oh my god really I love thing. those those are so funny <laughs> where you know like, I, like I remember seeing one that was like you know my my one one year old looked at me and said you know why why did Donald Trump win the election if he's so like if he's so evil and doesn't respect human rights and like really like your one year old said that. Like, okay, like that like stuck with me. And so now I'm going to, I'm going to milk that as some deep satire,
0: but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, find, I know that I have, here's, wait, what's this? I came home from work to be, yeah, I, my six month, I, I, I posted this like in 21, my six month old was waiting for me at the door when I came home from work with two beers and said, here, dad. Looks like you need one of these bad boys too. Love my kid. <laughs> like stuff like that. Like those are so freaking funny. It's a great joke format. Oh yeah, it's, absolutely.
1: But so, Tim, qu- switching gears a little bit actually, because uh, you. Oh, and now I remember what I was getting back yeah. to. Uh, before we we went on a tangent here. Uh, yeah. You you are somebody who, like Carl and myself, entered this Bitcoin space as the quote like jokers, right? And that's a great place to be because I think when we, uh, when both yourself and Carl and I started making content content, it was like, we didn't start making content until 2021. It was when things that we'd just taken a, you know, had a blown way down from the high sixties, people were bumming out and we were like, let's just make fucking funny Bitcoin videos. Cause everybody's so goddamn serious. And that was probably a similar
0: path. To that's exactly, like. that's literally exactly why, like I I. I wanted to do something in the space and like on my own start a blog, explain Bitcoin. Like I'm five and it, it was, I I did enjoy doing that, but I'm just not a long form writer and it got really tough. Um, Then I tried starting a podcast. Turns out there's too many podcasts. Then you made a podcast because exactly why I started (laughs) another fucking Bitcoin podcast. (laughs) But, um, and that never even took off and I, I just like kept f- failing forward and finally I was like, let me, you know, do this silly idea because, you know, like it was to a point where I would log on to Twitter and I mean, I, I was mad at people for being mad at people for the dumbest reasons. Like sometimes it wasn't even about, like today people are mad and arguing about Bitcoin related things, ordinal, yeah. C T V, covenants, all that stuff. Bitcoiners were arguing, a, like I mean, legitimately, not even silly. Like, oh no, this is the best TV show. Like, they were mad at each other about stupid shit. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm putting into this, and and somehow, I guess, kind of worked s- somehow. But that uh, everyone was so sour, it was just straight knives on Twitter.
1: I know, but and like, I think it's a. Uh... <clears throat> I mean, right now, the, uh, the phrase, uh, you know, making Bitcoin fun, uh, might have some loaded meaning given some of the folks that have been using that phrase. But I remember the the first Bitcoin conference that Carl and I went to was unconfiscatable and that was in 2022. Like it was, uh, not, not long ago. Um, and we were on a panel, it was, uh, Carl and I, uh, uh, Gandalf, uh, who, dressed as Gandalf. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nico was up there, uh, an angry old goat um, as well. Uh, And it was, the panel was called like making Bitcoin fun again. And it's so ironic that Gandalf was
0: dressed as a wizard too.
1: It it was beautiful. But, you know, I think there's this like, uh, okay, there's a quote making, make Bitcoin fun again, which is being used by some right now for certain um, reasons, whatever. Then there's like making fun Bitcoin content. And then there's making fun of Bitcoin and Bitcoiners as a kind of niche micro uh, industry humor, which has its own place mm. as well. And the interesting thing is, and this is where I wanted to get to, is it's tough to crawl out of the hole of uh, I'm a joker and to go and start doing more serious stuff. But I know that you are somebody who actually knows a fuckload about uh, the technical side of Bitcoin and mining. Uh, but now you're fighting this uphill battle of being like, you guys, I swear, I'm not just really, really, really ridiculously funny uh, and have a sweet mustache. I also know stuff, but it's a tough hole to get out of. And that's for you know myself, I was like, well, of course, I'll just start a podcast like every other man of a certain age who's in Bitcoin, uh, and then you know, uh, you said the honestly, demographic. I, w- I was legitimately going to start this podcast. Uh, the initial way was as a joke, like to be a, a Bitcoin podcast about Bitcoin podcasting, uh, and have it be complete satire. But then I was like, ah, oh, like, I actually do want to have serious conversations with people and talk about stuff uh, because I'm I'm quite fascinated by it, and uh, my fiat job is. Uh, I'm still mining fiat, you know, like this is, this is a hobby for me, but it's a mm-hmm. great hobby because I get to talk <laughs> with Bitcoiners about Bitcoin and about Noster and about fucking monetary theory and fucking neo-Marxists and all sorts of stuff. And like, that's really cool. But, uh, show me your brain. Uh, is that the correct phrase? Uh, okay.
0: talk to me a little no, bit. Like no, that, no. Okay.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Not the brain, uh, your brain, uh, but like you—you you actually do—you—you uh, you home mine. You've also like I don't know. Talk to me about fucking Bitcoin mining, man. Talk to me about what your uh, how you started getting into that. And let's set the record straight. Tatum is not just a moderately funny guy with a mustache. He also there's a brain behind that mustache.
0: You have activated my trap card. No, oh, <laughs> I. uh <clears throat> I didn't want to get into mining actually. Um the my kind of like not necessarily orange pill story, but kind of like how I started deep diving was that I was at um a Tradfi job that had a lot of adverse effects on me, like not even exaggerating on that. We can talk about that later, but yeah. I had a very abusive boss. Um and it was uh my girlfriend at the time she asked me, like, she knew that I was miserable at the job. And she asked me, like, how much research do you do in your free time about life insurance? I was like, none. Wouldn't want to. She's like, how much research do you do in your free time about Bitcoin? And I was like, all right. I, I like where your head's at. I see where you're going. <clears throat> and so I just, I, there was, this is a really fun story, actually. I, I, so the, I I only worked at this particular job for a year. And I made $12,000 the entire year. Um, and there was one, one case that I had that if I closed on this deal, I would basically be about even, I'd be on the right track to where I'd, I'd be able to more easily crawl out of the hole that I was in. It would still be really difficult. And <clears throat> the, I I was, uh, I was traveling and the guy called me. He's like, Hey man, what's up? You know, small talk, whatever. He's like, so, I'm really sorry, but, like, I think we're going to go to someone else. I was like, okay. He's like, this is usually where you're trying to, like, point in. Like, I'm me so-. And we, we were friends, too, so it wasn't like he was just some random client that was trying to test my sales skills. But he was like, you sound really okay with that. I was like, oh, yeah, no, totally fine. And he was like, Tatum, I'm just going to be, be real with you as a friend. Like, we were going to give you a, this is a lot of, a lot of money i know you know roughly about how much you get i was like dude seriously don't worry about it it's like okay hung up called my boss i was like yo mr boss Ooh, about docs um i was like this is my four-week notice over the phone i know it's crazy but i am giving you four weeks rather than two i going to tie up everything and you know i am be done so uh thanks for Everything you did, said that very instantly. He didn't anything for me. And he was like, oh, hold on. Let's talk about this. And I was like, no, I think we're good. So I hung up. Just like 10 minutes later, his boss calls me. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? And I was like, what's up? And he's like, just checking in, seeing how things are going. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and he's like, no, I like checking on my team. I said, I've never talked to you in my entire life. Like, you do not care about me right now. 10 minutes ago, I just resigned and basically aped out, had no plan whatsoever. Uh, and that's something that my dad always told me to always have a plan. And I called him. I was like, this is where I start. I start crying a little bit. I was like, my dad's about to kill me. I'm also scared. I called him. I was like, Hey man, <laughs> I just resigned. From, almost in my where the, my words. I worked was like, I just resigned from my job. And he's like, I think you should have. And I was like, what? You're not mad. And he's like, Nope. we're going to get through this together. I was like, Oh, sweet. Awesome. Um, that's how bad it was. Cause my dad wasn't upset that I quit without a plan. So from there, I just started grinding. This was when I started trying to get traction on these projects of like, how do I get into the space? And I was doing the blog, the attempted podcast and just brainstorming all these other ideas of how can I contribute? I even, Tried learning to code because I, I was dumb. Bitcoin has already existed for like 12, 13 years at this point. I, I'm not going to bring any developer resources to Bitcoin. Um, ended up uh, <clears throat> taking, um, taking a few. I took a Pomp's Crypto Academy. That was ironically where I got fully actually, orange just like hardcore. Crazy enough. And uh, from there, I just started kind of serially applying to jobs. And I, one of the guys that was in my cohort offered me a job where he was at, Where he he was like, you should apply. I think you'd be really good at this. And as a mining company I joined, had no idea what mining was. Like literally this was the last part of, in sub industry of Bitcoin that I thought I would work at. I wanted to do something like financial. I have a degree in banking and finance. <clears throat> the one to integrate like financial systems into accepting Bitcoin stuff like that. At this point in my life, very shortly after I, I joined, I don't want to do anything but Bitcoin mining anymore. Um, that was a really long winded answer of how I got started. With mining. But,
1: but now I'm like,
0: long-winded. Hey, look, I'm your guy then. Oh, um, right. Now it's like, you know, I, I'm doing everything I can around mining. I'm, you know, reaching out to, People on Twitter has become like Twitter for bitcoiners for the past couple of years has been the new LinkedIn. Um But like I I have this subsection of followers like they're starting to populate my entire feed or, or following p- people I've followed that are just like talking about you know overclocking, doing experiments with custom firmware, and you know talking about uh, future of hardware and stuff like that, and um talking about their horror stories at facilities and things and it's like that stuff never would have thought that i'd just be like so glued into these long form posts about the ideal tuning uh for for chips on a certain board or something like that and here i am like i i absolutely love it i love mining so much it's brought me it it's legitimately changed my life and it has given me, it's kind of rejuvenated my passion for just having a passion, really. Like, I, I'm i now, like, excited to do any sort of work in Bitcoin mining. It's not something I wake up I'm like, ah, oh, okay, got to go. Like, I would scream every morning when I woke up for my fiat job, my last one. And I'm not exaggerating. I There was a couple day, days that I legitimately woke up, heard the sound of my alarm, and just immediately started crying. Like, I, I'm not a crier but I cried like a couple of times while working for this company. And now it's like, sometimes I don't sleep because I'm too excited for the next day. And that sounds super nerdy and super cringy and super Sigma male, but um, like it, it's, it's legitimately changed my life. It's one of the best things that I could have landed on. And there's so much that I don't know. There's so much to come this year. Specifically, I'm studying Bitcoin mining in Africa uh, and that's a whole story of itself of how I came to that that uh, desire. But Bitcoin mining is Bitcoin mining itself. Like Bitcoin, yes, but the actual mining of Bitcoin is going to change the world, specifically third world countries, developing nations, people who you think like, oh, they don't need it because they don't have the technical resources for it. I swear to you. Bitcoin mining is going to skyrocket every nation into be like the the playing field is going to be leveled because of bitcoin mining
1: I, I honestly uh first of all your your passion is palpable and i love that thank you like you know and uh i i'm i'm so uh i'm so excited to see and so bullish on the global south uh using all of this otherwise wasted energy. Like, I, I really enjoy the writings of Alex Gladstein because he's done a great job highlighting this. Not just, like, he opened my mind to the CFA Frank and stuff, which I didn't even know was a thing. I think that's probably the case for a lot of people, if we're being honest. I didn't know about this monetary neocolonialism that the French are doing. Shed, shed, uh, shed light on the IMF and the World Bank and what awful organizations those are. But then also, like, his latest piece, uh, Stranded, was really I, I read it as one of my Bitcoin out loud episodes uh, because I, I was like well if i'm gonna it's a pretty long piece, so I may as well read it out loud too mm-hmm. and it's just fascinating yeah. when you think about you know these uh, these countries that are considered you know that are seen as so uh dependent on foreign aid and all of these things and all this foreign aid that goes there well a lot of it doesn't actually go to where it's supposed to for one right uh, and also and, on
0: that and, note too it, the the foreign aid that is being given those nations are being predatory with it. It, It's Mm -hmm. not like a a kind hearted donation. No, it's exploitative.
1: Well, exactly. And it's, I mean, we all know that the IMF is like literally
0: the, they
1: are modern day debt slavers. There's a, this is a sidebar also. Um, There's a great song uh, by uh, Bruce Coburn. It's spelled like Cockburn. Um, But uh, (laughs) it's, uh, it's it's fantastic. Uh, it's about the IMF. Uh, wait, I fucking I'm uh, Bruce Cockburn, Coburn, IMF. <laughs> uh, call it democracy. There we go. Uh, should listen to it after this. It's gonna get you fucking jazzed up because it's a, just a Hiller song, and he just calls out the IMF the whole way through. Uh, we don't make protest, real protest music like that anymore. It's become a bit of a lost art, you know. Uh, I have a a playlist called, uh, that was, that was, that was a real protest song,
0: but I have a a playlist called riot time and it's for when, you know, I'm not actually going to say for when because uh, cheers. I'm not going to say for when, because there might be, you know, people who might make assumptions and, you know, three letter organizations that want to take me out, you know, but I think half
1: half of my listeners are actually CIA assets. So. I'm I'm pretty I, sure. I expected that. Yeah. 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 But can continue though with uh, so that let's give the CIA assets something to chew on.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is just on the music part. Like, I have playlists. It's just you know, if you're you know marching to do something and protest, like music is. There's some there's some good songs, especially from like it is a lost art. Like most. I'm actually going to look back after this and see when the lat the last song was like the, when it was written. Cause like they're all older songs. Like the, from like pre I'd say, I think the last one might be mid nineties or something like that. People don't make music to get angry at your government for anymore. Like bring it back, dude. Like seriously. And because can... that, music is very important to me. And like it, it, it's, my mood dictates what I'm going to listen to, and what I listen to also—it's a symbiotic relationship. And sometimes I'm like, I'm studying Bitcoin, I, I'm fired up, and then I turn on like some absolute banger that's just like, "Fuck Celine you, we'll do tell me." Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or uh, Man, you know, time after of rage, time,
1: speaking of Rage Against the Machine, you know what's kind of a bummer is that they like literally became part of the machine it, it like, during COVID. That was, that's
0: the one part I try not to think by That part—it's like up until that it was great it was great it separates the like, art um, from
1: the artist and all that but yeah that, that was a bummer what they were like requiring the like vax cards to get in their show and i'm like that's the most like raging on behalf of the machine thing i've ever heard like
0: fuck bro, go listen to your songs go, yeah go, like, did you go listen you got you forget are you, are you the, the playing lyrics? killing in the name at this uh, at this concert that i have to show vax you remember cards how to? you guys used
1: how you guys just used to yell repeatedly fuck you i won't do it. you tell me Um, and then again and again, and then like, you're like, like, fuck you, please do what the government tells me. Like, fuck you guys got soft, but like still amazing music (laughs) was made, uh, but no, you should check out, uh, and anyone listening to check out, uh, Bruce Coburn spelled like Cockburn. Um, again, uh, yeah, sweet, but it's Coburn. I think he's a Canadian guy actually. Um, but he had a, a couple of series of albums that were just incredible. He's got one song called, uh, uh, rocket launcher.
0: And it's, uh, that sounds like I want to listen to that, honestly.
1: I mean, yeah, he's, he's talking about like, if he had a rocket launcher, he'd shoot the fucking, uh, you know, war copters coming down and he sings a lot about uh, South America and it's, it's some pretty powerful shit. Uh, but we digress slightly Bitcoin mining in fucking anywhere that is currently viewed as underdeveloped, uh, or quote third world. Uh, And also slight sidebar, I think the term third world actually came from like the Cold War era uh, and it was used to refer to anyone that wasn't like the US or Russia, like was the the third world. I need to double check that I might be making that up, but uh, uh, we are in the so-called developed world, right? Mm -hmm. Developed in certain ways, not in others uh, or perhaps regressing, but it's really cool to see the opportunity that it's not just like what, and I think, you know, Gladstein said it's like, it's not just like what... Bitcoin can and Bitcoin mining can do for Africa or for you know Latin America. It's what these places can do for Bitcoin. Like this is this is incredible. I was just talking to um, to KG who created Machankura, which is the no internet required uh, Bitcoin over USSD short codes service, uh, which is just incredible. Like that's that's amazing. And now he's building a self custody solution that'll use SIM cards. So like anyone with a feature phone can yeah. self custody Bitcoin, like that's fucking awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, that, that was think... one of
0: the things that, sorry, I just got a no, message no, no. That I had to respond to. Oh no, you're good, okay. man. I was just
1: going to say, I uh, while you're responding, uh, it's some of these things will not be built by someone in the so-called developed world because there's not the push. There's not the pain point to require it to be built. And so that's why, like, I think that the global South is going to do so much for Bitcoin and for Bitcoiners and for sovereignty in general because they are living in circumstances that we in our financially privileged Western upbringing don't have to fucking deal with. Like we, yeah. we are, you know, we are in a bubble. Even if you are, quote, disadvantaged, and but you were born in America, grew up in America, you are more advantaged than the vast majority of the world. If for no other reason than your country prints the world's reserve currency. But like it's cool to see what gridless is doing. Um in Oh, one hundred percent. Like that's awesome. You know? Uh it's it's inspiring to see. Like again, bullish on Bitcoiners who are just like, no, we're just gonna go in, and build stuff and solve mm-hmm. real
0: problems. Like that's yeah, cool, man. That's why I, that's why I had like a weird r- kind of I guess relationship with if, if I ever heard someone talk about Bitcoin mining in African nations, I initially kind of thought like that's a little predatory because they're using cheap energy from, you know, these nations that the government, there's a lot of government corruption. There's a lot of poverty and and like, why are you taking that away from them? But what I didn't realize was I was super, super wrong. And What's happening is that like it's creating demand enough for infrastructure to go in to power, you know, entire cities, basically, because there, <clears throat> there's it, right now the, the way that I, I and I have an episode between two nodes coming out soon. I, I keep trying to I'm having technical difficulties for some reason because I record it in MKV format. If anyone knows how to uh, convert a file from MKV to MP4, please hit me up. Um, but it is a long story but um uh it was with Adam o from upstream data, and yeah. the way that he explained it is that like there is no economic incentive to put large scale power and energy infrastructure in some of these places because there is not enough demand for it to just make sense, and there is a zero zero risk buyer of that energy when you introduce bitcoin mining like it it's no one's going to it's not like they're also fluctuating they're they're so that's the biggest thing about bitcoin mining that i thought was nothing but it is huge it's like oh is the demand too is the demand too high right now let's shut off a couple of bitcoin miners or let's uh, underclock them Oh, do you need more to meet the requirements for, you know, some power deal or whatever? Let's overclock them. Let's turn more on. Like yeah. the only other the only other thing that can do it, can do that on demand like that is batteries and they are way slower. Bitcoin mining yeah. is literally the solution to demand response and it will balance grids. It if if people embrace it, every grid will be perfectly balanced with Bitcoin mining. And that's how, you know, people will receive power to their house, power to their business, power to their entire village, city, town, because there are these little machines that have, you know, maybe a couple of different guys monitoring them to see like, you know, do we need more? Do we need less? Because we can do either. It's up to you. And on top of all that, of course, is the, the coding of you're introducing Bitcoin to these uh ecosystems that arguably need it the most and that's where another callback to gladstein check your financial privilege is one of my favorite books of all time um a lot of people especially in the path, in the bear during the bear market have argued that they're like oh debunk the bitcoin as a hedge against inflation you know perk it's like okay what's your primary currency that you use tell that to someone who has just watched their currency go parabolic in in the in terms of bitcoin like i don't know if you if you saw i can't remember who posted it but it was a a video of screenshots of bitcoin hitting all time highs like last week in at least 6 or 8 different currencies yeah it's a hedge against inflation for them whether it's up or down because i don't know if you've seen it in usd the price chart it's you know it's up and down up and down up and down For them, straight up, no matter what the price would be for us, it was a hedge against inflation for for them. And like I'm saying that broadly, I don't know exactly what countries it it was um, the video included. But I mean, one of my favorite, favorite facts is that you can literally hold what 100 billion or 100 trillion uh, Zimbabwe dollars in between your fingers because they make those notes. There's a reason they make those notes because like it, it and also that happened in like a very short time frame for one one would equal ten a hundred billion or whatever it was
1: God all right Dude, no it 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 is it <laughs> is wild uh and and honestly uh, a lot of in a lot of like in the turkish lira uh it bitcoin was already making all time highs like months ago like that mm-hmm. that already happened like and it's Again, I would also uh, I would slightly argue again. I, I think the inflation hedge framing has some issues with it because simply uh, I will not, agree that that. not that it's wrong, but that people think in too short of time frames, and so they say, "Well, inflations like why inflation was up last year? Why was Bitcoin down? Or inflation was up last month? Why is Bitcoin down?" And it's like again uh change your fiat yardstick fiat any fiat currency is an inherently poor measuring stick mm-hmm. you're know, trying to measure a new system with the broken uh and flexible yardstick of the system that is being replaced but also i think a a useful framing is just it's a hedge against general monetary policy uncertainty and overall fiat fuckery like it it is a hedge against fuckery basically like, cause you know, like no matter what that fiat price does, if you are, that's why we say one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, right? Because, because yes, that's it
0: certain. you can tell, cause, cause it's you, a million, like... but,
1: and then people are like, well, what does that mean? One dollar equals one dollar. It's like, no, it, it doesn't. Cause you can't tell me what the denominator of dollars is. And if you can't tell me what the denominator is, then you don't know what piece of the pie you hold. And the reality is that that denominator is always increasing. With Bitcoin, your denominator is always going to be 21 million. And so that's like, it but then again, it's like, is that even a, a more useful framing? Because now you're talking to people about monetary uncertainty and fiat fuckery. And they're like, dude, I don't, you sound like a fucking wackadoodle. Like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. But at it, a certain point, p- people have enough you pain have to when they come to Bitcoin, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, it it yeah. really is one of those things where, like you said, I, I completely agree with you. That's one of the things that... um Real early on in in Bitcoin kind of gave me a lot of conviction was that like, yeah, you know, we're in America. We use U.S. dollars just like the rest of the world because that's who who we are, whatever. And it's like, why is Bitcoin down? Well, let me think in the perspective of someone else. You know, the the lowest class citizens in um, America are... Arguably, better off than some of the high-class citizens and in, in other nations that you probably don't, couldn't even point to on a map. And those are the places where, like, they need it way more than than you do. And I think a lot of people, a uh, a lot of, I wouldn't say all, but a lot of people get into Bitcoin because they want to. And then they realize that they are there because they need to be. Finish that quote off. Um, but uh, it, it's because that's why I got in. I got in because the number would go up. I, it, the 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 line kept getting higher, and I was like, ah, yeah, why not? I'm make some money. I came to get rich. And I stayed to get even, and that's what that's the 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 pinnacle of it all. Is like it's. It's solving literally every single problem that I learned about getting my finance degree and more.
1: It's a come for the money, stay for the revolution,
0: brother. Yeah, exactly.
1: No, it it is a, it is a funny thing. Cause like, I know, uh, I have a lot of, a lot of friends who are in the tradfi space and do very well, uh, for themselves. And uh, some of them, I have gotten to come around to Bitcoin actually, uh, after, you know, many, uh, late night chats over, uh, many Miller lights, uh, but yes. others, it takes, they're still just not quite there because they just, it's like, eh, you know what? I, you're complaining a lot and you're saying a lot of things, but things are working out pretty well for me, you know? And it, for you, it's, yeah, it, it's getting smart by uh choice or getting smart by force. And most people end up getting smart by force, uh, for better or for worse. It's just the way it works out. Right. But, but that's why it's also i think a great opportunity for the global south to be able to leapfrog forward a bit because you have people who are comfortable in their western bubbles or their uh, you know western european bubbles and they just don't see the need yet like that's an opportunity that's a hole to fill where these nations that have been uh, under the boot like of fucking france for example for way too long have an opportunity to get out from under that boot and lift their people up. And also to contribute in massive ways to Bitcoin itself by creating awesome solutions on top and around Bitcoin. Like that's, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm I, bullish on builders always. Absolutely. You know?
0: That's the, and a uh, shout out to Elena dirty coin documentary. First of all, just the, I, I was at a screening of the, preview I think it was in Miami and just like as so it, it's amazing but also she has connected me with a lot of African bitcoiners and specifically African Bitcoin miners um and also uh Marshall long Gbtc been mining since 2010 and now he's it, he's like he's in it and uh I think he I want to say that he's in Nigeria right now which I mean that's very relevant today because Nigeria going ham on crypto and stuff. But um there's there's a lot of people like the the innovation that's coming out of African nations is showing that with like the things they come up with like SMS Bitcoin, I would have never even thought like what if you could do that. I, I wouldn't have and someone thought of that and then also made it. That proves that there is no ceiling to what they can they can accomplish of different tools that they they need we don't see it we don't see the need we're we are i feel like there's especially if you go on twitter today let me say this if you go on twitter today you will see a lot of people yelling about different things and most of them are solutions to problems that do not exist. Hmm. And a lot of the development that I've seen come out of African nations are solutions to problems I didn't know existed. And that's the key difference. I challenge everyone listening like just in in every aspect but bitcoin too like change your viewpoint. Get out of your bubble, try to experience what other pe- people people are experiencing and see why they do what they do because it all comes back to you know just different cultures, different different uh infrastructure, different systems that you are not used to. And it that's why I I try to lead with empathy because even in my own nation there are tons of different upbringings and tons of different cultures. And I try to lead with empathy because I don't know why this person is making the decisions they are because I make these decisions based on this. that could be different for them. Um, but I am super bullish on builders, super bullish on Africa, super bullish on Bitcoin mining. Like, I'm I'm getting a little too bullish, dude. Am, am I might I might I might start growing horns, like. Man, but it,
1: it's a different kind of bullish than just uh, NGU bullish, which also bullish on that. Have we said bullish enough yet? Yeah. Uh, maybe, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll bullish, retire it for now. Bullish, but,
0: we'll, 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 yeah, uh, sure. but,
1: you know, it's uh, I, it's not just like when I say, I think when we say bullish in this context, what it means is hopeful. Like yes. Hopeful because you see that, uh, again, as you said, uh, people are, a lot of people uh, argue, and this isn't just as it relates to Bitcoin, but you see this across every aspect of po- political debates, uh, economics debates. People argue about, uh about problems and solutions to those problems or that they're not really actual problems. Maybe they're in the fiat world, they're more so symptoms of the deeper disease and the solutions that they propose never cure whatever that disease is. They just put a bandaid on, on, on the boo-boo, you know, I got a kid now, so I can say boo-boo. And in the Bitcoin space, it's like, there's, there's so much debate happening, uh, whether it be around ordinals and uh, like you, uh, you know, whatever your opinion on that might be. Like I've, I've talked to, I've talked to Lop and I talked to, uh, Giacomo about these things. Cause they both know a lot more than I do. Um, mm-hmm. that's one of the perks of being a podcast host. Now I can just ask questions that would otherwise.
0: It's a Trojan horse to get answers.
1: Yeah. Cause that's what I want, you know? And they both presented really, uh, valid opinions on both sides of this. Um, uh, like, not that Jameson was on one particular, we know what side Giacomo's on, Uh, not that Jameson was on the other side of that, just that he presented a really uh, interesting point about ossification as it related to the death of SMTP and centralization of email, which is like a really fascinating thing. Like you ossify too quickly and you actually tend towards centralization. Like these are really cool things and he should know he worked in SMTP for 10 years. Like, guy knows what he's talking about. My point being, we're rambling a lot today, but I love it. My point being that while uh, a lot of Western Bitcoiners are debating these sorts of things, you have people like KG, who's just like, ah, you know, he had his bank account frozen for trying to buy rights to the Bitcoin standard. I think he was going to translate it or something. His bank froze his account for trying to somehow purchase uh like uh, uh reprinting rights or something to the bitcoin standard they froze his account and that was one of the things where he was like well do i try to get my my bank account unfrozen or maybe i just build a solution that allows bitcoiners and or people to use bitcoin in africa with a feature phone like we don't even see feature phones in the us hardly at all unless somebody's buying a burner mm-hmm. like it's just not a thing but that is extremely prevalent over there. And again, it gets back to like, uh, it's very easy to get sucked into the minutia of these different debates. uh, But then it's important to take that step back and look at what people all around the world are doing, because there are problems that, as you said, you don't even know exist until you read about them, until you talk to somebody who's actually going through that problem. Gladstein again has done an amazing job of highlighting so much of this and very like, grateful to him because I've learned a lot through his writings. Uh, but take a step back and realize that, you know, uh, the uh, Western Bitcoin scene is not the only one. Um, mm-hmm. It's not that those conversations are not important. Like, I think there are some, like, it's it's good that we're honestly debating things like this within Bitcoin, right? Like, we're, <laughs> th- these are like, we're debating kind of very, uh, well, they're technical things, but they're ultimately like, they're market questions, right? Right. That's also the beauty of Bitcoin though, right? Is that at the end of the day, like Bitcoin doesn't care. The free market will decide. And, you know, as uh, Giacomo made an actually a really interesting point, because I was like, oh, is, you know, is filtering out these, you know, ordinal type transactions, is that, is that manipulation? Or is that like, why not just let the free market do its thing? He's like, Walker, like, People deciding to do that—that that is the free market working. Those are decisions of free market actors doing that. I was like, oh, that's actually a really good framing. So, yeah, that was a, a rambling way of saying. Again, I'm very hopeful because around the world, anybody can build on Bitcoin, like anybody can build on Noster. And you're seeing—that's actually, you know what? Uh, you done a you done to switch gears a little bit?
0: Yeah. Wait, but before we do, I wanted to yeah, yeah, uh, do it. Do it. I up. wanted do to it. add on and say that um, shout out to Safety and though for it. I don't think it was KG. That he responded to but he posted something about his books and someone said uh something about like not being able to afford them or something and safety literally responds like pirate him like yeah what a g he's he he basically saying like you can open source it if you want like i'm just i'm just saying
1: so he uh he's a he's a fucking cool guy the only thing that i my only beef with safedean is how he cooks his beef and that uh, yep. is in, a, in a stainless steel pan uh, versus a cast still iron still insane
0: absolutely insane it
1: is but. it is insane but you know what a guy can't be he can't be perfect right so it's he needed to have that fatal flaw of being a stainless yep. steel max, maximalist sadine you probably will not listen to this podcast um but in case you do it's okay we're none of us is perfect um, someday you'll come around to cast iron. It's not that hard to clean. It's actually quite easy. We welcome you
0: with open arms.
1: We will. The cast iron maximalist community is uh, extremely welcoming. That's what I've come to find out. Yeah. Uh, but no, what yeah, I wanted
0: let's to change gears. By yeah, the way, so also I, want... I have a hard stop at three. Oh,
1: I've got, got a hard stop. Another... At, I've got a hard stop at uh, in one minute before that. So actually, I'm still in power here. Uh, yeah. Uh, but good to know. Right. Yeah. Just want to let you know. Um, that. Cool. I appreciate it. Uh, What I wanted to talk about is just at a larger scale, like as we go into this next election year, did you know that 2024, it's something like it's either 49 or 50% of uh, like people around the world are going to be voting in a like presidential or like top level election. Like it's like the highest uh, concentration of national elections in one year. I think like ever which is kind of wild. is that
0: based on voter registration or voter mm, eligibility
1: let me see, uh hold on hold on hold on we're gonna find it a... it's uh i'm pretty sure it's let's see uh okay let's see oh, from time magazine jeez oh and the link i clicked is malformed nice job time doesn't matter huh. point being that it, uh we can look this up afterwards you can don't yeah. quote me on it but you can quote me on it it is a historically dense year of elections around the world. There are the top seats of power will be changing hands. Oh, I'm sorry, you were uh, talking globally. I'm talking globally. I'm talking okay. globally. All around gotcha. the world, there are more elections. Like I think it's like it's it's like fifty um, percent, which is pretty wild. Like and maybe even more. Uh, that's actually yeah.
0: crazy. When you it, it's wild. Like, so weird. like all
1: around the world. You have power changing hands and being handed off. And we're at this crazy point in time where, uh, you know, okay, yeah, back to back to Twitter, Elon's like all pro free speech, right? And a lot of things have uh, have improved, I would say. Uh, but also, like India uh, just like made Twitter blacklist and remove a bunch of content. I think Twitter is like not even accessible in uh, well a number of countries obviously we know like mm-hmm. it's not getting through their firewalls right and so this is uh, I'm bringing it back around to Noster because I think that this is this election cycle is going to actually drive a ton of awareness around the need for open protocols around publishing we've also got the like right now going on the trial of Julian Assange, which he should not even be on trial. He, all he did was act as a journalist should and publish information that was handed. Bro him. said, "Hey, insane. this
0: happened, and now he's locked up." It, it, it is genuinely, if it,
1: if they genuinely move forward and they and they extradite him, and he is, or he just continues to be locked up, whether he's extradited to the U.S. or he's continue to be locked up in, I think he's in uh, Belmarsh, right? It's like the really fucking hard, it's the really fucking hardcore prison over there in the UK, like awful. Uh, that is like, that's kind of like the death of free speech and the death of uh, the right of the media to publish the truth. And whether that truth be inconvenient or not, it's insane that we're even at that point. And the fact that you don't see every major news organization jumping jumping at the chance to say we stand with assange like you should he should be freed he should have all the charges dropped build a fucking statue in his name because he had the balls to actually publish what nobody you know what others wouldn't like that that is fucking nuts that we are at this mm-hmm. point and again like a lot of people just aren't even probably paying attention to this right now and <clears throat> fuck i don't know if uh i don't NOSTER does not fix uh does not fix governments coming after you for publishing information but it does provide another channel for information to be published and that's a powerful thing. Uh I truly hope that Assange is like I mean you want to know how like that as I say ad nauseum there is no red there is no blue there is the state and there is you. Love that Tr- Trump is the one who uh his DOJ indicted Assange on 18 charges of uh, the Espionage Act. So that started under Trump. It wasn't the Obama DOJ. They started to push on it, but they realized they weren't going to have a good case. Trump's DOJ did it. And then now under Biden, they're going to move forward with this. So it's like, wow, the one thing Biden and Trump agree on is fucking over freedom of speech and fucking over journalists who are actually trying to publish the truth. Boy, doesn't that that just tell tell you something? If that
0: doesn't literally tell you everything you need to know, then you are deranged and you, there's no help. Like it's the more that it's not even the more that like stuff comes out, it gets me more skeptical. It's just more that I pay attention, not to the news, but hmm. sometimes the lack thereof news yes. or the, the para, parallels with news outlets. Like, like these are very, very high value companies there, there are like, there, there are people in everyone's ears, whether it be, you know, money talks, money talk. it all comes about, down to money. And it's, it's corruption. It, it literally is like, we're living in nothing but just a state of giant corruption at some level or another, it might not be, you know, outright, um, you know, paying paying off uh the police force to you know take a do a hit or something you know like it it doesn't even have to be that there's levels of corruption that we've become just kind of numb to because it seems normal but when you look at it it's not normal man like all of these all of these people in that are like sea level in these uh journalists journalistic organizations and and companies, why do you think they make so much money? Like, it, I'm not saying that they're getting you know tons of like Biden's handing them you know millions of dollars under the table or anything like that. But you got to think like where where is that incentive coming from? That incentives talk and the money pushes the incentives, and the Federal Reserve has the money. Like, okay, that's all I'm going to say there. Like, it, 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 trickle it back. It all comes down to the Fed. No, but um. Like, as much as I hate to say it, and I've thought about this a lot, like America has been called the home of the free, and it seems less and less and less like the home of the free every single day, like there are and I'm not saying that I hate america like i i'm I'm glad that I've been born into this this country with the resources that I have, but like the more I'm maturing, the more I'm growing up, the more that I'm thinking for myself, I'm realizing that there is so much behind the scenes that's scripted, that's corruption. That's, you know, I mean, the I don't know if you saw this. I also cannot speak to the validity of this, but there was something about like Hillary Clinton saying, can we just drone? Uh, I think it was Assange. And I was like, if this is real, like I said, I didn't trust Verify. I, I wasn't at a point where I could, but like it still just rang in my head because like there have been verified emails that come from political figures that you're like, oh, wow, a person in power said that, let alone a person said something like this, because it it's a it, it's business to them is, is what the sad part is. Their their business is affecting everyone else's life. Like it's not like a you know I have a business obligation with a sponsor or something like that. Like you're probably not going to be affected on whatever kind of relationship me and my sponsor have. I we could have a huge falling out something like that, and you may not even ever know about it. It's not going to affect you. This business that these people in power are doing is literally affecting everyone. Like that's why the, that's why the government exists or sorry, that's why the government currently exists, not why it was supposed to exist. And it's just where the money talks. Take for, for instance the Mississippi governor Tate Reeves. He is one of the worst humans on the entire planet. And I'm very proud that he's blocked me on Twitter. Um but uh <laughs> like I mean he he was driven by money. Because of several things and not necessarily even more on him, but like Supreme Court, for instance, they there was a bill a couple of um, couple of years ago on legalizing recreational not recreational, sorry, medicinal use of marijuana. Seventy two percent of the state voted. Yes, let's do that. And like, it's not even like a. Mix up in the choices or something like that, because there there were two choices of one, uh, like a an add on or something like that. But no, like it was seventy two percent people of people said yes, let's legalize this. That's awesome. That's how laws are passed, right? The Supreme Court didn't want to do it because the incentives weren't the incentives that they wanted weren't there. They were getting paid off in the back. I'm convinced of this because I've I've seen this happen with Tate Reeves. They their pockets were getting stuffed by organizations that drive them to stay in power because they didn't like the marijuana bill, and that's where we are. It's it's all government and choices are monopolized, not even oligopolized. It's a monopoly on whatever they want. The people do not have a voice anymore. Sorry, well, I kind of went off on right no, there. No, you're
1: good, man. You're good. I, I, <laughs> there's a lot to touch on there. I'll I'll, I'll work I'll work backward. Uh, a parallel to that is. Uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren, who is the classic, you know, loves to claim she's on the side, of the little guy she's against Wait, is she the... the
0: director of marketing for Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She is. She yeah, is. Yeah. Um,
0: gotcha.
1: I think it's an unpaid internship actually. Uh, oh, okay. but yeah, she, uh, she is allegedly on the side of the little guy and anti big bank. And she's, you know, uh, tweets things about, Oh, you know, the, this bank and that bank and all this stuff. But then, She shows you what she really thinks when she's, you know, says literally, like, I don't often agree with the CEOs of multi-billion dollar banks, but, you know, when it comes to Bitcoin, I do. And it's like, huh, that's Mm. funny. Where's that? Like like when it comes to the thing that actually matters, which is control of the money. Okay. So now you do agree with them. And this is what I think uh, this is honestly what I, I really love about Bitcoin As it's entering and has entered the public discourse more, and the Overton window starts to shift where people are, presidential candidates are talking about Bitcoin. Like it holds up a mirror to everything because Bitcoin just is, right? How you react to Bitcoin shows a lot. What, because if you are going to be vocally against an open, permissionless, decentralized, censorship resistant monetary protocol. That anyone in the world can freely use—that is not controlled by any single entity. Okay, why are you against that? How can you possibly be against
0: that? I like, want someone to frame it like that to people, like the the especially Elizabeth Warren. Like, are you against freedom of X, Y, Z? Like, yes. Oh, tell me why like
1: it ultimately just comes down to giving people choice, right? It comes down to the freedom to choose, to choose how you live your life, to choose what is the best money for you that you personally choose to save in or conduct transactions in. And it's just fucking absurd. Like you start going down the laundry list of money laundering that is done by JP Morgan, HSBC, Deutsche Bank or douche bank, uh, all like that, that. Yeah. All of these major banks, like, I mean, fucking hey, uh Bitcoin Jeffrey Epstein wasn't using Bitcoin, as uh, you know, Jack uh Mallers pointed out, like Epstein didn't bank himself, his banker was JP Morgan. Like and oh we had no idea. It's like really what? you had no that's crazy. You had no idea? Like fuck you. Bullshit. <laughs> like it's 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 absolutely insane. But like But the, I will agree with the government. The mask that is coming they off can though.
0: protect us. <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course. Like they they
0: protect us by by choosing for us. They know best, right?
1: You know, you know what? Hey, here's the problem. Whenever uh and I'll speak for Americans and you can agree or disagree on this, uh but I'm an American so I'll speak for uh, the American experience. When your team, uh, you know, your your color, whether you're red or blue, if let's say you're red, you're on the red team, and when your uh your red captain is in the White House, uh you are Yep, the government's doing a great job. Yep, uh, yep, I won't hear a word against it. And if you're on the blue team, when the blue team's in, in power, wow, the blue team's doing a great job. Aren't they just doing wonderful? I won't hear a word against it. And if you're on the red team while the blue team's in power, you say they're doing a shit job. And vice versa, right? And we do this over and over and over again. And for some reason, people, like they think that when their guy's in power, oh, the government somehow becomes benevolent. Uh, when their political presidential puppet is in the Oval Office, oh, the government's doing a wonderful job and they care about me and everything's everything's peachy. And then the other guy gets in office and, ah, oh, the government's terrible, brr, brr, rabble, rabble. It's, <laughs> I hope that, and I think for Bitcoiners, a lot of Bitcoiners have gone down this path of realizing, again, there is no red, there is no blue, there is the state and there is you. This Like the state is the state is the state is the state and having this mentality of oh well i'm just going to support my team whenever they're in power because you know if i don't you know they're at least they're not as bad as the other guy but each team thinks that that's the mentality of each side that well it's not as bad as the other guy our guys they may have their faults but they're not so bad as as those those red guys or those blue guys and it's this fucking incessant wheel of doom that just keeps spinning down and down and down Meanwhile, the things that actually matter, the base layer of our society, which is money, is being just sneakily degraded, sneakily withered away to nothing as your purchasing power trends towards zero. And it's like, fuck, people. If there's one thing I hope is that uh, the discussion around Bitcoin, which is becoming more pervasive, helps to wake more people up. Because the things you're arguing about, the things that you find that are so important, these policy decisions... They're all moot, unless the money is fixed. Because like you said, it it just comes back to the money. And until we have a fix for that, uh, we're fucked. But that may sound very nihilistic. But the more people that freely opt into this open system, the better things get. And the idea of the parallel systems being built alongside of it, alongside of all the fiat fuckery, is this, you know, this beautiful digital citadel that's being built stone by stone by people who actually give a fuck and have seen through all of the bullshit and are still have plenty of their own bullshit themselves. Bitcoiners are fucking not perfect. We're a bunch of ADIQ fucking psychopaths, but we're trying mm-hmm. our best. We're we're all just trying our best, right? Yeah, that's my I, that's my little
0: rant. <laughs> no, I like that. It It's. It's easy to see a white car on the road when you're looking for a white car and miss every black car that goes by. So try not to look for any cars and just see what you see. And what I'm saying is that, like, look at the good, look at the bad, you know, like um, there's a Twitter account uh, holding Biden accountable. One of my favorite Twitter accounts, because I'll I'll say this, I'm open, but I voted for Biden Um, and because he had a lot of promises that I really liked uh, they they would be good for me they'd be good for a lot of other people didn't act on a single one and they go back and pull receipts and say like you know oh did you did Biden just tweet this let me pull out this account uh, this uh statement from when he was running that completely is opposite from this it's contradiction after contradiction and comes back to money comes back to incentives but you know like that's why I'm just, I'm, I'm out of it now. Like it's, it's not, it doesn't even feel worth it because I have an open system that I've opted into and I I can live my own life. You know, like it's, it's very tiresome because it is the reality that we do live in and we can't fully avoid it. Like, it's not like a, I'm just not going to pay attention and live my own life, but there is, you know, some silver lining whenever you do open your eyes to it and kind of have a little cushion of, you know, something that no one in the white house can affect because it's just going to keep going. So
1: yeah, it's uh I'm I'm interested to see and there's you know the good thing about election years is that there will hopefully be a lot of good memes to be had. Uh that, I mean, oh, that's a
0: given. That's you know, a given. I'm that's the one that, thing that, I'm that, looking forward to.
1: Yeah, no, same same here. Uh and honestly, it, looking forward to some of these debates uh because you know they're just going to be hilarious but it's also oh, just like
0: bad lip readings oh yes oh i, fucking I love, love some presi- bad lip readings love presidential debate bad lip readings oh there's a fucking great
1: one that i still remember about bernie sanders uh like, like you're, you're talking about you're referencing that bad lip reading account uh on or channel on youtube is that what you're mm-hmm. talking about? Yeah. Fucking great. I I I gotta go check that out again. I haven't looked at yeah, it. Yeah, i I know what
0: I'm doing tonight. I'm watching yeah, the entire g- yep.
1: going deep down some bat lip readings from past debates. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it it's it's it is so sad that we're at this point where it's like we've got these uh what Biden will be a uh, fuck eighty something or what, eighty two uh this year and Trump is what, you know, 79 or like they're basically the same age like and it's just fucking sad it's like really in a country 350 million people that's the best we fucking have come
0: on like uh, what's crazy is aside from biden and obama i think the last um i think the last five four or five presidents are all the exact same age not while they were in office like they are the same age today
1: Dude, I'm pretty sure Bill Clinton, who left office 25 years ago, is younger than Biden and younger than Trump. Let's see. Let's see how old Bill Clinton is. Bill Clinton is currently 77 years old, um, and Trump is.
0: Let's see, 77. I think Clinton was the start of what I what I was talking about.
1: Yeah, and Biden is currently 81. So Bill Clinton, who was a president in the 90s is the same age as the guys running for president right now and the one who is president right now. That's fucking nuts. Progress, baby. Yeah. Oh, gotta love it. Right. Gotta love it. But Hey, we have things to be hopeful about. Uh, we have open protocols with really fucking smart driven people building on top of them. And that gives me a lot of hope. That gives me hope for my son's generation, uh, that they're going to be a, you know, they're generation B right They're, gen- You know, this is, this is generation Bitcoin uh and it's gonna be a beautiful thing I hope uh but I have hope so that's a good thing but I know Absolutely. you have a hard stop I know you have a hard stop here, Tatum um and you know I appreciate you sh- la, 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 sharing your scarce time because well, Bitcoin is scarce, but Bitcoin podcasts are abundant, so thanks for sharing your time on another fucking Bitcoin podcast. But uh, Absolutely. before we Thanks go, anything else? You, anything else you want to drop out? Um, I'll link your channel. Uh, everybody should go check out Between Two Asics. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, if people Thanks. want to learn more about uh, your less jokery side, should they follow you on Twitter? Uh, should they? Is there anywhere else they should go? Uh, send people where you would.
0: Twitter is going to have the best of both worlds. You'll see me constantly shit post, um, but also you'll see me throw out just like some crazy, just like, Whoa, that was, um, but uh, I've started to do more long form stuff, uh, not necessarily long form, but like serious journaling type deal. Uh, if you just go to at Tatum on Noster, uh, or if you go to at Tatum turn up on Noster, which is my regular profile, it's linked in my bio. Um, and it has, that's where I'm kind of logging, you know, my, genuine thoughts and uh and experiments that I'm working on progress on my essays I have a couple essays that I'm working on too um but yeah Tatum on Noster is going to be I'll I'll
1: drop the the links in there yeah yeah I got you
0: well sweet man
1: um with that I I appreciate you taking the time this was this was a -hmm. a good chat we went all over the place and I like that we'll have to do yeah I mean this crazy Ooh.
0: the the range that was on this in this maybe, past hour maybe, maybe
1: we start ourselves our own little like jerry springer style uh you know bitcoin uh variety podcast who knows uh, we'll start building out a, a you know another fucking bitcoin podcast network or something
0: yep that sounds like a plan to be it was inevitable to happen so yeah. you know let's just go ahead and do it let's <laughs> fucking do it boy well, yeah, man thanks so much awesome. for coming thanks for on. having lo- me man
1: look forward to seeing you in person soon
0: absolutely
1: and that's a wrap on this bitcoin talk episode of the bitcoin podcast if you are a bitcoin only company interested in sponsoring another fucking bitcoin podcast head to bitcoinpodcast.net or hit me up on social media on noster head to primal.net slash walker and on twitter search for at walker america or at titcoin podcast You can also watch the video version of this show on X or on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash AtWalkerAmerica or Rumble by searching for America. Bitcoin is scarce. There will only ever be 21 million, but Bitcoin podcasts are abundant. So thank you for spending your scarce time to listen to another fucking Bitcoin podcast. Until next time, stay free.